What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It was the voice of a courageous explorer, a man dedicated to the pursuit of man's knowledge and the expansion of his horizons. Good morning. Here is Nathan Ivey. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome back. This is Nathan Ivey Online, broadcasting live from NathanIvey.com. This is your morning destination for interesting conversation. Superlative flows on people, politics, and pleasure. And we got a lot of good folks in the chat room already. I want to say good morning to, um, well, I'd like to acknowledge the folks who support me. Corey, what's going on, man? Good morning. Hey, Tonika, how you doing? Shauna, good morning. Hey, Tracy. Lakeisha, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Pat. Big Ed. What's up, Jerrica? I agree. Black girls do rock. And I got a chance to watch just a little bit of it last night. Early mornings for me right now as we continue to grind here at NathanIV.com. And it sort of changed my sleeping structure, but, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm hustling right now. Good morning. Good morning, Kashana. How are you? Hey, Brent. Good morning. Good to see you. Deanna, Jane, Carlene's in the house. Good to see you, Carlene. Wanda. She says, one more day, then my weekend starts Thursday night. Yes. Jelly. Hey, Karamia, good to see you. Omar, good to see everybody. A lot to talk about. The body cam video has now been released to the public, and Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters says that the officer involved showed incredible restraint. Have you seen it? If not, I will post a link. And this is now public information. It's all over the internet. We'll play a portion of it. To kick the kid things are kicked off here in just a minute. Big wins yesterday for Ted Cruz. Big win yesterday for Bernie Sanders. I think the win for Cruz is bigger than the win for Bernie Sanders. I'll give you one man's opinion. And you know me, I read a little bit of everything. Everything. You gotta stay on top of the game these days, right? I read everything. And I recently read an article in, I believe, New York Magazine. I will post a link for you if you're interested. Just let me know. And one of their journalists was giving uh, unprecedented access into the Trump camp. And I was amazed. I mean, basically, it's, it's a small operation. And now I'm starting to understand why Trump... Well, this this it's it cuts both ways. On one hand, because he doesn't have a lot of establishment people working for him, you know, people that have run a lot of other campaigns successfully. That's one of the reasons why Trump sounds so different, which is his appeal. However, in the last, I'd say, couple of months, Trump has made some huge blunders. And I'm wondering if it's because of that. There are rumors of infighting inside the Trump camp. It's getting it's getting deep. It's getting real deep. And I've also got a clip of Barack Obama, who was asked a very interesting question uh, just yesterday and uh, during a press conference. He was asked a question about the ramifications of some of the things that Trump has been saying in terms of what he would do if he became president. And what I loved about the president's response is that he included all of the wacky ideas that the Republicans have been putting out there, all of them, which is what I have been saying. How is Cruz any better than Trump? (laughs) He's no better. Uh, There are rumblings that Paul Ryan has some support. I'm telling you, folks, it goes down in the DM. That's a direct message. 
and it's going down in Cleveland later this uh, summer. It's going down. That's why I have to be there. I have to be there. And many of you who are uh, connected with me on Facebook know that I have been journaling, chronicling this process. So when we hit milestones on the show here, uh, I like to let everybody know where we are. Okay, you support me, I support you. I want to let you know what's going on. And uh, everything has a deadline. There is a deadline to everything and most things in life. There was a deadline in terms of getting my application in in order to have a spot to get media credentials at at the uh, Republican convention in Cleveland. Okay? And we made that deadline. Okay? So I am awaiting my credentials or awaiting to hear if my application is going to be received. However, you know me. I know how the game works. You've always got to have a plan B. And I got a pretty strong plan B. We shall see what happens. But again, my plan is to broadcast live um, at some point during the convention. I'm not sure if I'll be there every single day because there's a lot of things going on that week. Uh, You got the NAACP convention here in Cincinnati. I want to be there. We'll see. I want to be everywhere, okay? And I want to take you with me. Technology is amazing these days because it goes down. I'm reading that that one of the Koch brothers is supporting Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House. It goes down in the DM, and it's going down in Cleveland. Hold on to that. Wait for that. Wait for that. It is going to be quite interesting. If you follow politics, I'm sure you're already hip to it. It's going to be very interesting. Again, good morning, everyone. Lots to discuss. Let's start here locally. A lot of things going on. A lot of folks have been criticizing Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters for the way that he has handled uh, numerous things, not the least of which is the handling of the Ray Tensing uh, body cam video. Ray Tensing, former uh, UC police officer. Okay, they had to distance himself from that sucker. Okay. I graduated from UC. We don't need that. And we all know the tragedy that happened. He's claiming that he opened fire because he he was afraid that he was going to be dragged under the car. And from what I can recall from the video, because it's kind of been sort of wiped from our minds. Have you noticed that? They don't really show that video anymore. And by they, I'm talking about local mainstream press. And I don't buy it one bit. I think he just panicked. I think his ego got involved, maybe adrenaline, and one thing led to another. As I understand it, he's going to have a court appearance today. A court appearance today for Ray Tensing. Uh, We shall see. Uh, He either may show up or maybe one of his representatives. And, you know, the trial, uh, again, he'll be on live. He'll be on trial for his professional life and maybe the rest of his life. Uh, we shall see. From what I can remember from the video, the man is get, get guilty, period. Simple as that. But uh, Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters has been taking a lot of heat because he's been making a decision as to when he releases these body cam videos, especially when there's an officer-involved shooting. And that is in case that is the case with the latest uh, video. A lot of folks, including myself, have have urged the Hamilton County prosecutor, he ain't listening to me, to release the video because, you know, many people feel like it's a public record. And I still believe that. I believe that a body cam video is a public record. I still believe that. I believe that it should be released immediately. And I'm on the fence about whether I believe that the video would take away from the investigation. Because there's been many times in which we've seen police officers do what a lot of people in the public believe to be completely wrong things. And yet they were later exonerated by either a jury or a prosecutor. In some cases, no charges were filed. So I don't really know if I believe that. I think that Joe, this is just me thinking this. It's my opinion. I think that Hamilton County Prosecutor, uh, Mr. Joe Dieters, would like to set the table, right, before the video is released. I think he wants to set the table because he believes that his opinion supersedes all others. And on some cases, obviously it does. Now, before anybody says, oh, I'm sick of Joe Dieters, did you vote? Are you have you voted for his opponents over the years? Because I hear a lot of people bellyaching about Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters. But then 
you know, you get all this 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 whining about oh, write-in candidates and oh, I didn't know somebody was on the ballot. You you're not educating yourself. You cannot be miseducated when you walk into the ballot box and then and then and then, and then be upset because things don't turn out the way you want them to. That's, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. But I'm going to play a clip, and what you're going to hear is the officer, uh, Officer Glinda, Officer Hillen, Joshua Hillen, I believe is his name. And you can clearly hear him screaming at the man to put down the knife. Um, the suspect's name is Alaman. As I understand, he was wanted in another state for a murder. Now, just because you're wanted for a murder doesn't mean you committed a murder because until they change it, and you might question whether this is true or not. You are innocent until proven guilty. Okay, so we don't know. But, hey, I'm not wanted for a murder in another state. I'm sure many of you are not. So that says something as well. That says something as well. And I'm going to play a clip of this so you can hear just the emotion. I mean, that's a tense moment. I mean, officers get a lot of heat. And in some cases, they deserve it. But I also believe that that's a real tough spot to be in. You know, whether you've been trained or not, you got a man coming at you with a gun. As I understand it, Officer Hillen fired one shot and, and, and it hit Alaman in the abdomen. And what did dude do? Did he, did he go down and stay down? No, he got right back up, kept going for him. What would you do in a situation like that? From my vantage point, it appeared that Officer Hillen was backing up. And screaming, go down, go down, put the gun down, put the gun down. I mean, over and over and over and over and over again. And this is what I would expect from an officer of the law. Why kill someone if you don't have to? Uh, while he's engaged with this suspect, Mr. Alleman, who I understand is recovering from his injuries and has been charged with attempted murder of a police officer, he's going to jail for a long time, <laughs> a long time. This is Ohio Buster. They don't play that here. Somebody should have told him. They don't play these games. He is done, period. He may never see the light of day again. You know, never. He may never see raindrops on his forehead, filth raindrops on his forehead ever again. It is what it is. Was this man under the influence? Should that be taken under account? I don't know. Okay, all of that I'm sure will be forthcoming. Uh, in the press conference, you have Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieter saying that he believes that Officer Hillen uh, showed amazing restraint and deserves a medal. You giving out medals now, Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieters? I did not know that was your job. I thought that was a bit too much. Now, uh, because it's a bit prejudicial. It's a bit prejudicial. I'm talking about racially prejudicial. I'm talking about prejudicial in the sense that the next time that there's an officer involved situation like that it kind of gives the impression that hey you got to shoot somebody shoot them which we know is with their prerogative but we're living in a different age now where everything an officer do is being scrutinized everything so there's a few things that come to me and i felt this way for some time i want to know how you feel about it one we need to have some kind of comprehensive protocol as to when the body cam videos should be released. In this particular case, it seems easy. It appears to be a very easy open and shut case. It appears to be, okay? So right now, I don't really believe there's going to be a big public outcry. We need the protocol in place for when it's a little bit gray. When it's kind of like, when it's a judgment call as to whether the officer did the right thing. When it's sort of like 50-50 in the community where half the community is calling for that officer's resignation and or him to be fired, him or her, to be fired or to be charged. And then the other half is kind of like, well, I don't really know. That's why we need a protocol. In cases like this, open and shut, you release the tape, you hear the officer saying what he's saying. Oh, that's pretty easy. The problems arise, right? When you're not really sure, when it looks like the officer might have done something wrong or it might have been an abuse situation or overreach or, you know, something along those lines. That's when you have a problem. Coming up on 720 AM in the Queen City, broadcasting live from NathanIvy.com, broadcasting live from Cincinnati, Ohio. My name is Nathan Ivy. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. Let me play this clip for you. It gets deep. Hold on. Shut it down! Shut it down! Shut it down! Get down! Get down!
Now, you can hear me clear the man saying, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. I'm not trying to lampoon the dude, but I'm not sure what's going on with him. And the term suicide by cop, which I hate. Because it's just, I mean, that, that means that anybody, it's just too nice and neat. Does that phenomenon exist? Maybe. But I think it gets overused. Instead of analyzing the situation as to what really would happen, as to what the officers could have done, it's suicide by cop. Oh, it's over with. Oh, you want to die. That was tense. And the man who was shouting, kill me, shoot me, Javier Pablo Alamant. The body cam was released just yesterday. The officer's name is Joshua Hilling, a Glendale officer. And you can hear him saying, please get down. We don't want to. And listen, we need that kind of mentality, right? I wish more officers had that kind of mentality. You know, why kill a man or a woman or another human being if you don't really have to? And just because he's got a knife, as you can see, this man was actually thinking. This officer was actually thinking about, you know what? Do I want to take this to my maker? I mean, if you, when you go to your maker, you want to be able to say uh, that, you tried everything you could have in that situation as a law enforcement officer to preserve life. But does the officer deserve props in your opinion? What do you think? And this was just a routine stop. The man was spotted walking on Interstate 75. I'm on 75 all the time. He was carrying a backpack. He told the officer he was coming from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, officer Hilling, as I'm reading, Asked for identification. The man could not produce an ID. Uh, apparently, they're doing a pat down. And that's when, as the story goes, allegedly, uh, Oliman pulled a, a knife from his waistband. And that's when he was shot in the abdomen. So you shoot the man in the abdomen, he gets right back up, still comes at you. What is this, a, a horror movie? Well, what would you do? Uh, how would you, what's your opinion of how the officer dealt with that particular situation? Here's that clip again. Sir, get down! Sir, get down! Sir, get down! Get down! Get down! Get down! Stay down! Stay down! Stay down! Stay down! Stay down! Shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. Okay. Uh, what is your opinion about how the officer handled that situation? What is your opinion about how the Hamilton County prosecutor, that would be Mr. Joe Dieters, handled the situation? Uh, even the police, the, the Glendale police chief was in the press conference saying, hey, this guy did the right thing. He showed incredible restraint. Uh, one thing that comes to mind before I read your chat is I'm immediately, here's the question that begs. Why don't more officers do that? Is it situational? Is it just a wide latitude, latitude and prerogative that's given to law enforcement in that situation? I mean, I'm kind of reading between the lines here. But what I'm getting from what Hamilton County Prosecutor Joe Dieter said by saying he showed incredible restraint, the man deserves a medal, a medal. What I'm getting from that is that they believe, he believes, he could have took him out the game. He could have took the man straight out the game. So conversely, if this man deserves a medal for showing restraint, what about officers in the same situation and I guess no other situation is the same, but a similar situation, who decide to take the suspect out? Do they deserve to be reprimanded? Or do they deserve a medal as well? 
Uh, listen, I could talk about issues from every angle. No opinion is unwanted. You can agree. We can agree to disagree and just move on. I just want to have the conversation. Okay. What's your take on it? Tracy writes, incredible strength is always shown when people of non-color are on the other side of the gun. Um, I think I've got to go back and look at the video, but just judging by the name, Javier Pablo uh, Aliman, he might have been a man of color. Maybe not a black man. Uh, Carlene writes, Tracy, it's amazing, dot, 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 just when I thought police training was universal. Why isn't police training universal? And even if police training is universal, people are not universal. So what I'm saying is that another officer could have been in that same situation and took Mr. Aliman straight out the game as soon as he showed the weapon. We've seen situations where uh, officers open fire and it's more than one shot. It's several shots. Hell, there was an officer in Albuquerque. We just I played the clip for you. Uh, he shot an undercover officer five times. He fired the gun, I believe, eight times. Only to find out that the officer uh, was, in fact, on his side. I shot Jacob. Remember that? That was deep. Rhonda writes, it's a beautiful thing to see new people in the chat room. Go, Team Ivy. We're growing every day. Awesome job, Nate. Thank you very much. But I'll say it again. I'll, <laughs> I've said this from day one. I'm going to do my part. I'll come with the flows every single morning. It's your support that's lifting me up. I'll never forget that. Uh, Brenda writes, good morning, fam. Good morning, Brenda. Good to see you. Hey, Tiffany, good to see you. Happy hump day. Angela, good morning to you. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Freen. Good to see you. Kashana writes, he wouldn't have got that kill shot if he got up with me. Grimacing. Karamia writes, Nate, how can you state Ray didn't intend to kill DuBose? Yes, he did. The officer who shot the man on I-75, uh, the white guy lived. DuBose is dead. They will keep their own race alive. No, no, I, I do believe that Ray Tensing intended to kill DuBose. If I if I said something uh, earlier to contradict that, I just misspoke. I saw the video. And I interviewed a young man who uh, almost a month to the year earlier than that was pulled over by Ray Tensing and harassed. I saw the video. I, there was no reason for Mr. DuBose to have been stopped at all. He should be with his family right now. And I believe that Ray Tensing should never, ever be a member of law enforcement ever again because he's got bad judgment, period. We don't need people who overreact, who abuse their power, or who have bad judgment in the heat, in the, in the moment, to be representing us as members of law enforcement, whether that's on a university campus or that's on the streets of Cincinnati, period. You know, law enforcement is just not for everyone, just like the military. Just like any job. It's not for everyone, period. Jericho writes, welcome the new listeners, hashtag Team NI. Yes, uh, we do have many more people now who are going to be exposed to the show um, for a lot of different reasons. Number one, because of you. I get the feeling that a lot of people are, are telling people about the show. And now we're on Stitcher Smart Radio as well. And I'll talk more about why that is just so important to the Nathan Ivey show. I'll talk more about that in the weeks to follow. Pat Rice, the officer said, I don't want to kill you. Right. And that's what I would expect from an officer. Why would you want to kill someone if you don't have to? And same thing with the Eric Gardner situation. Remember the guy came up behind him and choked him out? I mean, at some point, you know his body is going limp. Let the man go. You won. You won. <laughs> you know, you won. You subdued him, okay? You took, the, you, you took the big black guy down, okay? He's out. He's unconscious. You proved that you can take him down. It's over now. Why do you have to take his life? <laughs> I don't get it. Karamir writes, no medals for doing his job. I would agree. If there was someone else, like an innocent bystander that was saved or another officer that was saved, I'm all for it. That appears to me to be just one of those moments on the job. Uh, one of those moments. Does the, does the officer deserve props for showing his restraints? I would say yes, I would. And I'll tell you why. Because maybe it will serve as an example to other officers, Okay. Right. We're living in different days and times. This is post Mike Brown and Ferguson. This is post uh, Eric Gardner in New York. This is post Tamir Rice. This is post Officer Roach. Right. Right. 
and Timothy Thomas. It's post all of that. Okay, we don't need that in the city of Cincinnati. We don't need that in greater Cincinnati. Uh, Morning, Brian. Good to see you. He writes, white cops got an itchy trigger finger. Carolyn writes, then he asked Jacob if he was okay after shooting him five times. Shaking my head, good morning. He sure did. Hey, Jacob, you okay, buddy? And Jacob was like, no, I'm not okay. Jacob got paid $6.5 million by the, um, well, it's probably by the city of Albuquerque who have paid out $40 million in the last few years because of officer-involved shootings. I mean, so not only is it a liability to the social order of these particular communities, it's a liability to the bank accounts of those respective governments and municipalities and cities. Something needs to be done. I'll say it again. Body cams, uh, uh, I like the body cams, I do. I like the body cams because at least gives us some insight, some insight as to what happened. And I believe that when you've got a camera on, then you might act a little bit differently. Okay. However, we need to come up with protocols as to how the body cams are going to be dispersed to the public. Will it be immediately? Will it be pre, during, or post the investigation uh, as to uh, uh, the criminality of the actions of any officers involved? That's a very, very important question. It needs to be consistent, whatever it is, because it will build public confidence. I've liked the idea of a gun cam. I like the idea of a gun cam because I've seen body cams that are obstructed uh, partially, totally, sometimes obstructed by the officer himself. Uh, other things can happen. A gun cam, meaning that as soon as your hand is on that that holster, right? Like when, when an officer reaches for the gun, I want to see a video of that every single time. I want to know when is an officer brandishing the weapon, okay? And then I think it will give us a better perspective of what the officer is actually looking at and pointing at because I understand it like they look down the barrel of the gun, right? Eyesight view. But some people think that's too macabre. To me, it makes great sense. Hey, Deborah, good morning to you. How you doing? Hey, Krutha, she writes, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Tanette. Good to see you. Deborah writes, best way to wake up in the morning, a cup of coffee and the Nathan Ivy show, a cup of Joe and superlative flow. I appreciate you. Demo writes, universal police training don't teach self-defense against people with knives? Question mark. The other question is, and again, I wasn't there, and and all of the circumstances as I have seen them are not on the particular tape or the video or the recording. But if someone has a knife, is that a situation where you want a police officer to use a taser? I'm just asking a question. And then again, I mean, it's hard for me to dictate to that to another human being whose life is on the line. Somebody can cut your head off with a knife. Ask OJ. But um, boom. Okay. <laughs> Rim shot. I'm going to miss the people versus OJ Simpson. Can there be like a, I don't know, an update? Can they extend it somehow? Man, that's some great television watching. I don't get a chance to watch a lot. But I've enjoyed the People versus O.J. Simpson. I will miss it. Did you know that Esquire TV, if you've got cable, along with uh, E! Entertainment Television, have been actually running concurrently the actual video from the actual O.J. Simpson trial? I watched about 30 minutes yesterday. The real trial. The real people. The real O.J. It's been interesting. And I keep looking at Jody Cochran like, man, Courtney B. Vance, he's playing him like he's a boss. But he doesn't really play that way uh, uh, with the actual with the actual video from the real trial. It's just interesting. People are still caught up with that OJ trial. I still think he did it. I'm not trying to go there this morning. I'm just saying I still think he did it. Uh, more from last night. You have some big wins in the world of politics. Uh, Hillary Clinton, well, she was a loser in Wisconsin. The burn, Wisconsin, folks in Wisconsin, is that Wisconsinites? I'm not sure. Uh, but folks in Wisconsin are feeling the burn. And they're also feeling Ted Cruz. I got a sense that Ted Cruz was going to win and win big when Scott Walker gave him in the endorsement. And then one of the big conservative uh, uh, talking heads in Wisconsin was just trashing Donald Trump, just trashing him. Big wins. And 
Now I'm reading that the top RNC uh, officials are meeting to discuss a contested convention and the details of a contested convention. Now, what does that mean? That means that they're going to go into the convention. Neither of uh, the prospective candidates have reached that magic mark in terms of the number of delegates that they need. And so they get together in a room and decide that even though Donald Trump is the front runner, okay, in the presumptive nominee, they're not going to give it to him. They're going to vote for somebody else. Could be Cruz, who's making now a stronger uh, argument for himself. It could be Ohio Governor John Kasich. Again, no one man should have all that power. He don't deserve it. Uh, It could be, I'm reading Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House. Could you imagine Paul Ryan? It could be someone else. Uh, I've heard Mitt Romney. I'm telling you, it's going down in Cleveland in July. It's going down. Uh, Let me read a little bit to you. Uh, The meeting at the RNC's Capitol Hill headquarters included discussion about bound delegates and how the party will organize the timing of multiple rounds of balloting according to operatives who attended. RNC officials made the case that there is plenty of time built in during the convention to strategize between ballots. That's right. They are strategizing against Trump. They don't want him. They don't feel as if he can win in a general election. And they're probably right. They're probably right. But what will this do to the Republican Party? I mean, it's officially a race now. Officially a race. I'm reading the odds of a contested convention, meaning that Trump goes in as the front runner into Cleveland, and then they decide, the party bosses get together along with the superdelegates and decide, nah, we ain't feeling you, Trump. Wow, that's going to be amazing. Amazing. I can't wait to see it. Here are the results. Uh, Democratic candidates, Sanders wins with 56.5% of the vote in Wisconsin. Clinton, 43%. The Republican candidates, and you've got three now, Cruz wins 48%. Trump coming in second with 35%, so that's a double-digit lead. And then John Kasich, little John Kasich, with 14%. And, you know, people keep saying Kasich should jump out. Uh, Ted Cruz is running anti-Kasich ads, trying to get your governor to drop out of the race. Why? He wants to solidify those votes. Drop out, Kasich. Your votes come to me, and now I can legitimately challenge uh, Donald Trump. Deep, deep. But Kasich is wise. He knows that if you're going to a contested convention, anybody can win. Anybody can win. Just like anybody can get it with the can man, (laughs) Adrian Broner. (laughs) Anybody can get it. That's deep. Now, recently, Barack Obama that's President Barack Obama, was in the White House. He was asked a question about some of the goofy ideas coming out of some of the Republican candidates' uh, mouths, including Donald Trump. But what I liked about it is that he included Ted Cruz as well. Check this out. Mr. President, the Republican frontrunner today outlined his plan to to pay for the law barring undocumented immigrants uh, in the U.S. from sending money back home. What would be the real implication of this plan, and are his foreign policy proposals already doing damage to U.S. relations abroad? Uh, The answer to the latter question is yes. Uh, I think that uh, I've been very clear earlier that I am getting questions constantly from foreign leaders about uh, some of the uh, uh, wackier suggestions that are being made. I do have to emphasize that uh, it's not just Mr. Trump's proposals. I mean, you're also uh, hearing concerns uh, about Mr. Cruz's proposals, uh, which in some ways are just as draconian when it comes to immigration, for example. Uh, The implications with respect to ending remittances, many of which, by the way, are from legal immigrants and from individuals who are sending money back to their families, uh, are enormous. First of all, they're impractical. We just talked about the difficulties of trying to enforce huge outflows of capital. The notion that we're going to track every Western Union, uh, you know, a bit of money that's being sent to Mexico, uh, you know, good luck with that. Then we've got the issue of the implications for the Mexican economy, uh, which in turn, if it's collapsing, actually sends more 
immigrants north because they can't find jobs back in Mexico. Uh, but this is just one more example of something that uh, is not thought through and is primarily put forward for political consumption. Uh, and uh, as I've tried to emphasize throughout, uh, we've got serious problems here. We've got big issues around the world. People expect the President of the United States and the elected officials in this country to treat these problems seriously, to put forward policies that have been um, examined, analyzed, are effective, where unintended consequences are taken into account. They don't expect half-baked notions coming out of uh, the White House. Uh, we can't afford that. Hey, I'm Barack Obama. Yes, Barack Obama. Man makes a lot of sense. Man, I'm going to miss him when he leaves. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can deal with Hillary. I can deal with Bernie. I can't deal with any of the Republican candidates, and I can't believe I'm saying this, except for Kasich. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it. But uh, compared to the, the freak show uh, of Donald Trump and Ted Cruz, Ted Kasich seems like a, a saner alternative. I mean, he really does. I'm being honest with you. I'll say it again. No one man deserves all that power as the governor of Ohio. He's made some huge mistakes, in my opinion, playing politics that have cost a lot of opportunities for Ohioans and a lot of jobs, potentially. But compared to Cruz, compared to Donald Trump, a lot better. Trump, for the first time, has outlined his plan as to exactly how he would force uh, Mexico to pay for this wall. And he's also made this a cornerstone of his presidential campaign. I mean, imagine that in these days and age, in this day and age, a presidential candidate has made building a wall over a 1,000 mile border. Okay. A 1,000 mile border, not 10 miles, not 100 miles, a 1,000 mile border. The centerpiece, a cornerstone of his campaign. And doggone it, there's a lot of folks that like that idea. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, even if they could build a wall along that 1,000-mile uh, border, it still wouldn't work. Have you ever heard of something called a tunnel? <laughs> build a wall, build a wall. You know what? People need to tear down the walls around their brains, around their minds, and think about this critically. But here's the plan in a nutshell. Essentially, from what I've been reading, um... Uh, folks who are coming from Mexico, legal or otherwise, sent an estimate, an estimated amount of about $25 billion. Uh, Mexican immigrants spent about $25 billion back to their families in Mexico. Sound to me like family values to me. That's what it sounds like. I mean, I understand the, the consequences to the United States, but that sounds like family values. You know what I'm saying? $25 billion. So Trump's idea is to cut that money off in some way, form, or fashion. He sent a, a several-page memo to the folks over at the Washington Post sort of detailing, or should I say, outlining this so-called plan. What? He says he's going to change a rule under the U.S. Patriot Act anti-terrorism law to cut off a portion of the funds sent to Mexico through money transformers. Uh, commonly known as remittances. You, mentioned, you heard the president use that word. Remittances. Okay? And he would use that as a threat against the country of Mexico in order to make a one-time payment of 5 to $10 billion to pay for the border. That sounds like blackmail. How would that impact the United States-Mexico relations? <laughs> but this is the man who wants to be president. Again, the, the, the Trump has been great in terms of the entertainment value. And there are a few of his ideas that make perfect sense. I would love to see Kasich or hell, I would even love to see either of the Democrat candidates. And I think they are saying that actually, especially Bernie Sanders, absorb some of those ideas. I'd love to see Cruz, Kasich, any of the Republicans absorb some of the mentality that, that Trump has, has displayed. What am I talking about? His stance on war. Uh, the war in Iraq was a mistake. He wasn't afraid to point the fingers where they need to be pointed. And also his assertion 
that billionaires, millionaires need to pay more taxes. He's absolutely right about it. He's absolutely right about it. Uh, but I think the president made a very good point there. He says, wait a minute, it's not just candidate Trump. It's not just Mr. Trump. It's Mr. Cruz as well. These wacky ideas are going to get this country messed up. So great, great flow from the president. Great flow. Omar writes, that was an example of a cop being under control. He knew he had an upper hand and handled himself accordingly. He doesn't deserve a medal, but he doesn't deserve a medal, but, and I can't really read it under the rest of it, but out is good. Yep. See some cops can do the right thing in a tense situation. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. You're right. And we're talking about the Springdale officer. His name is a Hilling, Joshua Hilling. And I'm glad the man's okay. I'm sure he's got a fancy people forget these officers got to go home. They got families. I know if I was an officer and I want to come home to little Buddha, junior wifey, you know what I'm saying? Family, friends. That's a tough situation. So it's a little bit unfair to sort of like be on the stands on the sidelines and criticize, but that's the way it is. That's the way it is. What we do. Carolyn writes, I'd rather have a gun cam versus the body cam hashtag not feeling the body cam, right? We need a gun cam. We need to know as a public every single time that an officer shows that weapon, points a weapon at a citizen, whether that citizen is a suspect or not, no matter how serious the crime is, what were the circumstances? We need to have an analysis of that because I've talked to people who feel like and have told me straight away, Nate, an officer pulled a gun and pointed right at me. I wasn't really doing anything but just talking back. Maybe it starts there. Maybe it starts there. You know, maybe before an officer evolves to the situation where, you know, there's a total abuse of power on a routine basis, maybe it starts right there. You know, you get into an argument with somebody, you pull your weapon just to show up. If so, where's the gun cam? And the technology exists. The technology exists where as soon as the wet, the officer puts his hand on a weapon, then the, the camera starts rolling. I'll tell you something else as well. The technology exists where, you know, a gun can be coded to the specifics of that particular officer. And why would that be valuable? And what am I talking about? What I'm saying is that the technology exists where if I'm issued a weapon as a law enforcement officer, okay, it's coded to the specific, to, I'm sorry, the specifics of, of whether that handprint, fingerprint, Okay, it exists. It's important because it's happened a lot of times where officers get into a scuffle and they end up killing a suspect because they claim that the suspect was going for the gun. Well, if the technology exists where no one other than that officer, whether they get the gun or not, can pull the trigger, you take away a possible threat that might save some lives. It'll save an officer's life. I'm sure it's happened many times before where an officer gets into a struggle. Okay, you know, they get overpowered. Uh, The suspect takes the gun and shoots the officer with the officer's gun. Why don't we press the gun manufacturers to spend the extra dollars to bring this technology forward? It'll save lives. And yeah, you can always find a way around any tech. Speaking of finding a way about around tech. Now, we know that. The CIA, the FBI, U.S. intelligence services in general have found a way to circumvent the encryption codes on your iPhone. You know that, don't you? They, they didn't use it, didn't go to Apple. They found a way around it. And now I'm reading that that this information is potentially going to be shared. With law enforcement agencies around the country. So what does that mean? That means that your local law enforcement agency pretty soon is going to be giving the technology, right? Shown the way to circumvent the encryption. That's the codes on your cell phone, your iPad, your iPhone. Previously, they couldn't get in without a court order, without the help of, of, of I guess, the manufacturer. I guess if you're talking about an I, uh, iPhone, iPad, you're talking about Apple. Yeah, here's the title of the article. Decryption, coming to a police department near you. That's right. Have you heard the term going dark? 
Uh, going dark is when the is what the FBI calls the gap between law enforcement agencies' legal and technical capabilities to intercept and analyze communications. That might be a thing of the past. Just want to give you a sidebar. So I completely understand that, you know, if you build a wall, right, if you build a digital wall, if you build some kind of encryption services or uh, uh, protocols, people will find a way around it. I get it. But how do you feel about that? You know, law enforcement comes across your phone. They don't need your code. (laughs) The FBI is going to give them a way to circumvent it. (laughs) It's deep. It's deep. Everett writes, good morning, Edwards. He writes, Bernie is on fire. People aren't feeling the burn right now. They're feeling Hillary Clinton. I know a lot of establishment people who are saying they're for Hillary Clinton. I think you should make your decision for yourself. I think that Bernie has a lot of ideas that I would love to see Hillary Clinton, if she ends up winning, absorb uh, into her own policies. Uh, You know, maybe we can combine the two, right, to some degree. We'll see. Everett writes, police shooting people are just like police when they issue tickets. They use their own discretion. It is at their discretion to shoot and kill somebody. It is at their discretion to give you a ticket. So they choose to shoot and kill these people that I thought he had a gun is bullcrap. Oh, it happened too fast. Bullcrap. They call it training. If you can't distinguish something in a situation, then don't enforce the situation. You're more of the problem than the solution. Hmm. Hmm. Brian uh, writes, you know it exists, dread, as in Judge Dread. Avery writes, Bluetooth could connect the weapon directly to your supervisor. Hmm. What's up, Jai, all day? Good morning to you. Body cams, gun cam. I don't understand how having either will decrease deaths. The mentality of many is the real culprit. She's right. I appreciate you, Mr. Ivy. Hashtag true indeed. She's absolutely right. It's the mentality. However, we need to do whatever we can, right? to set up systems, right? So that we can either help these officers and or double check what these officers are doing in the community. And now is the time. It's never been more important than right now. Everybody's running around like, we don't want to have another Ferguson. We don't have, want to have another riot. This is how you prevent it. You set up systems. You, you set up communication lines. You build a trust and confidence. I mean, the one thing I really hate about the way that some people view the black community is that they believe that every time there's a shooting involving a black man, unarmed or armed, that black people cannot decide the difference. We can't discern the difference between what looks like a righteous shooting and looks like some BS. We know the difference. There have been multiple shootings inside the city of Cincinnati. People don't say a word. They don't say a word. You know, we've seen dash cam. I've seen dash cam cameras before. Officer has to do what they got to do. We got it. (laughs) We get it. But when it don't look right, don't shovel some you-know-what and tell us it is uh, cupcakes. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. When it doesn't look right, see, it's easy to release the video, man. The, those videos come out some so quick, even in this case, with officer healing. When an officer does the right thing and is caught on video, those videos come out quick, don't they? Oh, you get them quick. They come out quick. It's easy. Okay, it's easy. We need the body cam because things happen in an instant for situations when it's not so easy to tell. You know, it's kind of like 50-50. You're not really sure. It's about, it's, about the, it's about personal opinion. It's about the way you interpret things. That's when we need the body cam. That's when we need the gun cam and the cruiser cam. <laughs> That's when it becomes important. Dell writes, some black folks voting for Hillary because she was the first black first lady. And Bill was the first black president. (laughs) LOL, naive equals ignorance. I hate that. Bill Clinton was not the first black president at all. Just because he was playing the saxophone with Arsenio Hall, just because he has some black side chicks, does not mean that he was the first black president. And because if he was, he did a terrible thing with the over-incarceration. It was overreach. They went too far so-called welfare reform. I mean, all these compromises with um, law enforcement agencies and conservative elements in Congress, they still went after you, Mr. Clinton. They still went after the Higher Education Act was passed under the Clinton administration 
which, again, I believe isn't overturned. If it's not, it needs to be, which means basically that if you were convicted of any kind of drug offense, you couldn't get student loans. You talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Wait a minute. You want these dope boys that was making a thousand dollars a day in some cases to go legal, but you don't want to get them, help them get an education so they can be legal. What are they going to do? They're going to go right back to the dope game. And that's exactly what they did. NAFTA was a disaster. I mean, how many jobs did NAFTA bring? Ah, So I can go on and on and on about the Clinton administration. I was not a big fan during the Clinton administration. I was not a big fan. Not at all. Uh, B writes, Bernie has momentum and Hillary is not the Democratic nominee yet. We have to wait until the Democratic convention. Yesterday, Ted Cruz said he will beat Hillary in November. Who said Hillary is going to be the nominee? Question mark. It's a good point. Although all signs indicate that she is going to be the nominee. Do you think that if she is the nominee that she should take Bernie Sanders as a running mate? I'd love to see it, but I don't know if they can trust Bernie. What I mean by trust Bernie? Bernie's a he's a maverick. I mean, if Bernie's the vice president, he might hold a press conference in which he completely goes after the president on matters of just politics and policy. And I'm not really sure if uh, Hillary Clinton is trying that. Could you see Hillary Clinton and Michelle Obama? What? Would you vote for that ticket? Don't lie. You know you would. That would be hot. Uh, Jericho writes, if you didn't get a chance to watch the Black Girls Rock Awards show and hear Hillary's speech, I encourage you to do so, shaking my head. I did get a chance to watch some of it. It's taped. Um, I, I did not hear Hillary at all. Is it? Is it worth it? Was it inspirational? Uh, what do we miss, Jericho? Let us know. Speaking of inspirational, uh, I got a good news story for you. This is a great news story. I mean, it, it just speaks of excellence and what's possible when you focus and you have discipline. Have you heard the story of this young girl? Her name is Augusta, and I'm not going to mangle her last name, young sister. Um, She is uh, one of the few ever to be accepted into all eight Ivy League schools, all eight of them. And you got to hear this clip. This is just so inspiring. Uh, Where is she? Here it is. Check this out. You could say this Elmont Memorial High School senior is at the top of her game, academically speaking. Augusta Uamanzuna has a 101.6 grade point average. She was an Intel science finalist, and the 17-year-old has just learned that she's been accepted to all eight Ivy League schools. My whole family is so excited. Like, I feel like sometimes they get so much more excited than me. Like, they literally like, scream. Like, when I called my mom and told her, she was screaming on the phone. I want to give her props. Augusta Amanzuma. I want to give her a props. That was all eight Ivy League schools. Young sister, she says she doesn't know where she's going yet. Something special in Augusta. I think Augusta has always had an eye for improvement and growing. And so that has been really critical to her success. Now, Augusta has one big decision to make by May 1st. She's not only been accepted to the eight Ivy League schools, but four others as well. Rensselaer, NYU, MIT, and Johns Hopkins. I'm still quite unsure about what school I'm going to attend, um, but I know attending one of those schools any of them would be such a great honor but for now it's just it's just such so amazing like i just really can't believe it still that is huge augusta awenzuma and she was a she has been accepted by all eight ivy league schools harvard uh, columbia uh, cornell dartmouth brown the university of pennsylvania princeton and yale and she was also accepted to MIT, John Hopkins, New York University, and Rensselaer. I mean, that is huge. And uh, props to you, Augusta. Props. I don't say anything about black folks' intelligence. This sister is balling out there. That's what I'm talking about. That's excellence. And the way my mind works is, if she can do it, you can do it. If, if, her, if, her, if, if her parents can produce that, and I think children like that are just really, really self-motivated. Uh, I got a chance to work with, with so-called gifted children here in the city of Cincinnati. And they're a little different. They're different. There's just a, 
There's a self. There's like an internal motor that that's inside of them. I'm not. I'm not joking. It's a little bit different. A bit more focus. A bit more discipline. But there's an internal motor that drives them. But props to Augusta. I mean, it's all the negativity out there. That's a black girl that rocks right there. All the negativity about teenagers. If you want to call it racially, you want to racially code it black teenagers. You know, from time to time here on this platform, I want to recognize those that are excellent doing big things. It's a beautiful story. I'll post a link on my uh, on my Facebook page, The Nathan Ivy Show, and you can check it out for yourself. All of the Ivy League schools. Now, what does that mean? That means they're competing for her. Okay, she's a prize. That's huge. You're talking about a full ride. That means full ride for research. Just so they can say that she is a part of their, of their student body. Okay? There's multiple ways to get that free college degree. And I think sometimes, you know, we focus too much on the, on the athletics of it. But what about those academic all-stars? Okay? Props to the, the athletic all-stars. But what about the academic all-stars? Okay? I don't think they get enough pub. Uh, and, you know, when I come across those stories, I want to give them props here on the Nathan Ivey Show. That was huge. Tracy writes, I do not want Michelle working for Hillary. Jerka writes, speaking of Hillary Clinton, her speech, while it was inspirational and spoke the truth, the vessel from which the message was coming from was a turnoff. Hillary played to her audience. Uh Uh-oh, I got to see this now. Was it condescending? Is that what you mean? Please don't tell me she started like channeling her Baptist roots. Oh, man, praise the Lord. She didn't catch the Holy Ghost at Black Girls Rock, did she? Uh, Caramel writes, that was an amazing story. Uh, Tracy writes, get it, Augusta. B writes, if Hillary keeps losing until the convention, why would she be the nominee? Question mark. Well, she has not reached that magical number, which means that if she doesn't have the, and is this just an arbitrary number that they come up with every single year? I'm not sure the significance of it, but if she does not reach the delicate threshold, then theoretically, you could have a similar situation on the Democrat side as you have on the Republican side, a contested convention. But something tells me that Hillary is juiced in, and I'm not going to say it's a foregone conclusion, but it's starting to feel like that because I'm seeing more and more anti-Bernie media, and quite honestly, a lot of folks who are being turned off by him for things he said and didn't say. That's my take on it. Eric writes, black male three years ago accomplished the same feat. I remember that. Amazing. Amazing. I don't even think it was three years ago. I think it was like two years ago. Yeah, props to all those academic all-stars. There's multiple ways to get a free education. It seems like we focus too much on the athletic side. I could be wrong about that. But push your kids, man. If you got to pull the Joe Jackson out of you, like Joe did to get the best out of the Jacksons and Michael, then do what you got to do. Nuri writes, education system favoritism is to women because there is more women teachers, but the workforce shows more favoritism to males because there is more male CEOs. Hmm. Hmm. Jai, just Jai writes, when you and your community believe support is vital, you can achieve many things. Hashtag black girls rock. They do indeed. They absolutely do indeed. If you miss any of the show this morning, it will be made as a podcast available immediately after the show. And it's on demand, meaning that you can download or listen at your leisure. I'm not sure what your day is going to be like today, Wednesday, uh, April 6, 2016. I hope you have a great day. Uh, You can listen to the show on Stitcher Radio. They are now carrying the podcast. And I am working with several other uh, directories and potential syndicators of the show as we speak. And as uh, as, uh, those uh, partnerships become confirmed, I'll let you know. I will let you know. I really appreciate you. And thank you very much for listening. This is The Nathan Ivey Show. NathanIvey.com your morning destination for interesting conversation on people, politics, and pleasure. Before we leave, though, one last thing I'm reading, and I love this idea for many things, for many reasons. I love what's going on over in Avondale. Avondale is on the come up. It's great to see. It's great to see. But I'm reading now that a few hundred residents will soon be getting free Wi-Fi. That's a wireless internet connection 
because believe it or not, there is still a digital divide. We need to close that. And the Avondale Comprehensive Developmental, Com- I'm sorry, Development Corporation announced it uh, earlier in the week. They're partnering with a telecom parent company, PowerNet. Also, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and a developer, the Community Builders. They're offering free Wi-Fi to residents living on Reading Road from Blair Avenue to South Fred Shuttlesworth Circle. I know exactly where that is. I traverse it several times a week. And a shout out to the folks that are doing good things over in Avondale. Avondale needs Avondale needs love. The, the residents of Avondale need love. And see, as Avondale goes through their transformation, what I would like to see is that those folks can be transformed into homeowners. You can have a real stake in your community. But I'm wondering, what will be the impact of free Wi-Fi? Will that spur development? It'll be interesting. I'll keep my eyes on it. But uh, props to the good folks over in Avondale. They need our support. Listen, my name is Nathan Ivey. Thank you for listening. I'll be back and deafer than ever tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Again, NathanIvey.com. And, of course, I can't forget, I'd be remiss in my duty if I didn't say what up to all the listeners listening on soulpublicradio.com. That was our first affiliate. I really appreciate you. I'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, take care of yourself, and I'm out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.